0: Hello, this is Annette coming to you again, sharing the experiences of Peace Corps volunteers. Before I introduce you to Katrina, let me share a little bit about Peace Corps, its mission and its vision. So the Peace Corps is a service opportunity for motivated change makers to immerse themselves in a community abroad, working side by side with host country nationals to tackle challenges that they may have or concerns that they may have in their communities. The Peace Corps mission is to promote world peace and friendship by fulfilling three goals. One, to help the people of interested countries to meet their need for trained men and women. Two, to help promote a better understanding of Americans on the part of the people served. And three, which is what this series is all about, to help promote a better understanding of other people on the part of Americans. And today, we have Katrina, who is going to share about her service. Hi, Katrina. Hello.
1: So where did you serve and when? So uh, I served in Moldova. It's better known as the Republic of Moldova from 2015 to
0: 2017. Oh,
1: cool. And what was your, your project in Moldova? So, I was primarily an English education volunteer, um, but I spent a lot of time with my secondary project, which was focused in environmental education. Oh, that's huge and really important. Are you doing some of that work here as well? Absolutely. That's my big passion. So, uh, I am an English teacher now in the States. I live in Virginia. And um, I also run the Environmental Leadership Club at my school. That's
0: awesome. That's not so far from me. I'm in Delaware.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So, in terms of your project in Moldova, um, how what what project did you do, and how well did it
1: work with the community in which you serve? So it was really a unique experience for me because I was in the school already, and I had access to a lot of youth that my uh, fellow volunteers who were in community development or business education, or sorry, business development, um, didn't really have the same access to. So I was at an advantage there for sure. Um, but my project focused on recycling, and I was located in the north of Moldova, which, um, and I'm actually wearing a shirt from Smokehouse, which is a, a place in capital that everyone loved to go. Nice. So it's <laughs> Also, um, and I was up in the north, up in here in this area, above Drink. And, um, yeah, we had students learn leadership skills about how to be leaders in the community. They also learned about environmental issues and they went back and trained the rest of their schools about these issues and that primed them for the contest, which we had a recycling competition between six different schools the first year, um, to see who could collect the most recycling in a certain amount of time. And the... The catch, which was why everyone wanted to participate, is the recycling company that we were selling the recycling to was actually giving us money per kilogram for the recyclables. So the schools were actually able to raise money in the process. Participating in the competition. Yeah. So it was a huge success. We had way more collected than we thought we were going to, (laughs) um, which is great. We thought we were going to recycle 300 kilograms. We ended up recycling over one tonne in total, the first time around, and we replicated the project the following year. I did it again um, in Rishkan, which is about 30 minutes, 45 minutes north of Belts, which is where the first project took place, which also included my village, because I was in a village right outside of that city. Um, Anyway, that's details, but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We ended up having 16 years, learn how to, 16 schools, learn how to recycle in two years, and then it expanded after I left and became a national project.
0: Nice, and congratulations. Thank you. you
1: yeah,
0: I'm so where was your, um, you, you said you lived a couple of miles from where the recycling place was. So in terms of where your housing was, what, did you live with a family? Were you by yourself or were you with another volunteer?
1: Right, so um, as you know, and as anyone who knows Peace Corps fairly well knows, you're required to live with a host family for your first three months of service, which is actually your training, and then the next three months, at least this is how it was in Moldova, I'm assuming it's like this everywhere, Um, so a total of six months you had to be with a host family. And most people remain with a host family after that because it's just easier, they're already there. Um, Also, it's hard to find housing sometimes when you don't know the language super well and it's Mm -hmm. limited, so, I was with a um, Moose family, and I was in a small village called Korleten, which is about two hours, two and a half hours from the capital, which is Quixenau, and um, it was a small, it was a fairly large village, it was small at the time, but it used to be pretty big, and it was right outside of Belts, which is the second largest city in the country. Nice. Did I answer your question? Yes, did.
0: you did, you did, and how did you did you have in terms of transportation to and from those locations to be able to purchase things or food or grocery shopping did you Mm -hmm. hitchhike did your family take you or was it in walking distance or were you biking
1: so when i was living just like day-to-day activities um my host family provided most of the food for me and i paid them um but there was what would You would call a magazine, which is another word for like a a grocery store or like a small store. Sometimes they had gas stations with them, but in the village we didn't really have. We had one at the top of the hill for gas, but um, I would go there for like bread and whatever kind of snacks I needed, beer. There's it was a a very um, as you can tell in this picture (laughs) picture, shirt. Although there's a very um, there's a lot of alcohol consumption in that country. It's actually cheaper than water to get beer.
0: Wow. So, nice. So mm-hmm. what language did you learn while living with your family?
1: Um, I learned Romanian, and uh, I also learned Russian because the country is mostly bilingual. Oh. <laughs> most people are. Actually, to answer your question, going back to the transportation, um, I rode what's called a urutiera most of the time. It's like a big 20-passenger van, and they also the hitchhiking when you couldn't get a routiera because those only ran certain parts of the day unless you're in the city, which they run more often. Um, in the city, you run, ride a trolley bus. Um, sometimes you walk, it just depends. Like I walked to work every day because it was close to home, but if I needed to leave the village for anything, I usually got, or a village taxi. Um, And that connects to your question about language, because you never knew which language... Well, typically, you would know if, like, in and out of the village, everyone spoke Romanian. But in Belts, in the city, which was only, like, 7 to 10 kilometers from the village... It was Russian? It was mostly Russian-speaking, right, because it was a Russian... Uh, it because it also has a lot to do with the political side of the country because they're very torn um if you know where Moldova is located it's right between Romania and Ukraine, and Ukraine. Yeah. so in fall of World War II obviously Romania went with the EU but Moldova and you know east of that was all claimed by the Soviet Union it and they is were
0: in- literally centrally located
1: mm-hmm. wow it was really convenient and I never even joined the for to travel, like, that was not in my head when I, when I signed up. Right. Um, but for a lot of people, it was. And I didn't even think about how convenient it was to live in Moldova, because I, literally, I was traveling all over Europe while I lived there, because it was easy. Like, once you're there, you can grab a Ryanair or Whiz Air, you know, <laughs> take it somewhere cheap for 50 bucks, or, you know, and it's so amazing how cheap it is to travel. There. Nice! Would so, you Yeah, think- I was um, oh, yeah. R- in Moldova, are typically, more pro Russia now, and the more Romanian speakers and Moldova more EU typically. So, so, depending on where you live and what language you speak, that's typically what kind of political element it's not always the case, but some generally speaking, I'm you know, generalizing a lot. But.
0: Okay, so you, you had the opportunity to basically learn two different or to become familiar enough with two different languages because of the travel piece and the, I guess, where you were located in in your service.
1: It's mainly geographic location, because if you think about it, like Romania is a pretty big country and that's a pretty um, standardized language. It's not very much spoken here in the United States, but it is over there. Um, And then Russian is a huge language that a lot of the world speaks. So that was more like, Russian was more common if you, were and to interact with the tourists that showed up in Moldova, they were more right. likely to use our people. Like, they could use that as they're traveling, not just Okay.
0: At- cool. That is pretty awesome. So, in terms of your favorite part of service, what was something, your most memorable part of your service?
1: Man, I mean, really all of the friendships that I made. I made so many, I met so many wonderful people. Um, who really influenced me and helped me to learn about myself and, um, to be more self-sufficient and just, that helped me mature, you know, I was there two years, so, so it's a good time to, I was there in my mid to late 20s, I got there when I was 25 and I left at 27, um, and I'm 30 now, so that was three years ago when I came back, so it was a good time to, like, really shape what my adult life was going to turn into, and it was, it was great. I'm really thankful that I had that experience and met all those people, because, and they were all ages, you know, I had friends that were, like, that were youth that I was working with on my recycling project, because we had the youth leaders that were typically juniors or seniors in high school, they were running most of the things. The girl that was, um, the president of the organization, they ended up forming a non-profit before I left, and I was helping them do that, yeah, and she was a, a senior when we were doing that. So by the time she graduated from high school, she was also the executive director of a nonprofit. Loved it, it too! Nice! We're, we're so proud of her. And like that whole group of kids were really, and you know, a couple of them, like COVID's been really hard on people. And I had one friend that I worked with that ended up committing suicide recently. And that was really hard to learn about because mm. we had all worked together so much. And he was a very close friend of mine. And I, you know, hope he rest in peace and is in a better place now, but um, my, my friendships really were powerful. They were very powerful. And awesome. I co you know, my teaching. I taught with um, t- English teachers, and they helped me with my Romanian or my Russian, and, and I helped them with their English, you know. And, and I also, I studied French in school, and a lot of people over there study French or English as a foreign language, depending on which one they're more interested in. Those are the two like, top four languages, because right. Russian is something you're expected to learn, or remaining in the period, in, that's, like, your first, second language that you learn, and that's just expected, and then after that, it's French or English,
0: Okay.
1: So, a lot of language practice, and when you I was going to say, you
0: were exposed to a lot, <laughs>
1: <laughs> to understand, <laughs> so you
0: really were perfectly, uh-oh, uh-oh, can you hear me? Yes, Okay. okay, so you were like perfectly located. You got a chance to use your French. You had an opportunity to teach and engage with English, Romanian, and Russian. Mm-hmm.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, I was speaking three languages in a day typically.
0: Cool. So, if there were other people who were considering or thinking about doing Peace Corps. What are some suggestions you would you would impart to them in terms of
1: preparing and what to expect in their service? Um, my advice would be to have no expectations and be open-minded because you have no idea. Like I didn't come in knowing any language. I didn't even know. I couldn't even say hello very well. My I, and I'm in a unique situation in that um, my Uncle, my, fa- my father's brother is married to a Moldovan woman, and so I have Moldovan family over there in the capital. Um, and I'm the only volunteer that I know that has ever had that um, situation, so I was in a very unique situation. So I technically, I should have been like well prepared, but I still came in knowing really nothing. So just have no expectations and be willing to try new things and and um, say yes, even if the food looks really weird. And yeah, you might get sick, but that's okay, because it's part of the process of learning. (laughs) Um, Go and when someone invites you to do something, go and do it and enjoy it and um, take pictures and laugh a lot and be willing to make language bloopers, (laughs) because it happens and they're great stories. (laughs) That is awesome. So I, I
0: completely agree with Katrina. Go being flexible and Mm -hmm. and with an open mind and an open heart because there are definitely going to be some dishes that you get and you're like oh my gosh thank you and in your head you're like ah why would you do this today mine was donkey meat and my community continues to give me donkey meat and you can smell it like a mile away and then it became like the running joke like see if you can slip some donkey meat in the food and see if she's going to notice and I was like yo
1: you know I can smell the donkey meat and they'd be like (laughs) yeah you gotta learn to laugh at yourself and enjoy it and just accept that you're different I mean I was the only American that a lot of those people interacted with ever and they're going to remember me for the rest of their lives because like I'm the only connection they have to this side of the world and that's powerful and kind of scary if you think about it if you really take it seriously and really isn't like you're representing your entire country that is huge that is
0: so huge and because we don't authentically represent everyone it is important to share our authentic selves and to Mm -hmm. let them know you know what everyone doesn't think or process like me but I'm coming to you as is and this is what me and my family and friends do and then like sharing from there if they are open to that or if they're just like okay then teach us more about you that is part two of our Peace Corps service, so we appreciate your authenticity. We are definitely hoping that, you know, you find some volunteers that you, whose experiences that you may connect with and ask or inquire more about their service. So if you could change anything about your service, would you? And what would it be? Hmm. Wow.
1: <laughs> you know i i don't think there's much that i would change maybe spend more time with my host family and because um, i was always going and doing things all the time and uh kind of it's it's i guess it's also kind of an american thing to want to want to go 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 and my family was not individualistic like that. They were more communal based, and so they were always, you know, doing things together and waking up really early. And I don't like waking up early, especially when I don't have to. So often I would sleep on the weekends, and I think that's the only thing I would change is spend more time with them because um, I miss them, you know. And, yeah. and something that pulls at me sometimes. And,
0: and that Another time goes really fast. Like computer. you know, I, I think near the end of your service, you realize that, like like it's almost over like hold up hold up hold up. but I still have some but I want to oh but yeah. I didn't get a chance to but so yeah I, my my change would be to take full advantage of all of those opportunities that you share hanging with your family connecting mm-hmm. more with your community I'm looking for a variety of counterparts because that allows you to participate in a variety of projects even though I think mm-hmm. nowadays like The project that I was a part of as Peace Corps was PACE, Parent and Community Education. So my project was about developing new projects. Whereas other volunteers had specific tasks and duties like, and they were sometimes connected to their their counterparts in advance. So for me, I guess having an idea of where your passion lies and being open to the possibility when you share and taking advantage of those opportunities to be with family and friends when when you're invited to go out i ended up at the farm and i was like i don't know where we're going we'd be on some back bumpy road heading to the farm and i was like this is cool and i wish i took more pictures totally wish i took more pictures yeah so but i did keep a journal so if you're considering going to peace corps consider start journaling because some of your experiences you won't even remember until you start reading. I've pulled mine out and I'm I'm like having like the time of my life reading my journal, like reliving some of these things and being shocked at some of the experiences that I don't even remember having.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kept the journal and a blog. So I was trying to like make sure that people would keep up with me too.
0: Oh, awesome. So how can we keep up with your, your blog? How can
1: we follow you? Oh, I don't update it anymore.
0: <laughs> I stopped. No, but it, is it still
1: there that
0: they can go and check it out?
1: Yeah, yeah it's still there. Um, it's a WordPress. I think it's called Katrina Bruffman WordPress or something. I don't remember. I have to send you the link. You can share okay,
0: it. Okay, perfect. We'll put it in the comments um, okay. underneath in, in our YouTube. So if you are watching us, make sure you check out Katrina's blog and as most Peace Corps volunteers if you are interested in serving as a Peace Corps volunteer please check out the website we have recruiters that are there waiting to answer any questions that you may have if you are one that likes to check out things on their own just go to peacecorps.gov they have like the frequently asked questions they have the locations the programs everything and just know that volunteers are changemakers. They are ready with communities to make a difference, and each volunteer's experience is uniquely different and uniquely their own. So, if you're interested, please check out the website peacecorps.gov. Katrina, thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to to hearing more about Madova via your your blog. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye.